Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. For the last hour, we've been getting harassed. You cannot make any critical. We're back. We're back to this pace. First three weeks of the season, you could say whatever you want about Justin Fields. We are back to the space now where if you say anything critical of Justin Fields, you are a hater. Yeah, the two Justin Fields haters are hosting now, says somebody from Atlanta, PC in Atlanta. Says God, that. God forbid I want three more games to, to properly evaluate Justin Fields. Whoa, what a hater. <laughs> You're a hater. You yeah. need you need three more games to evaluate Justin. You're a hater. And then and then he just goes on and says, "Hey, Mark, do you think Justin Fields was throwing the ball away too quickly?" <laughs> it's like a weird thing. Like yes. shoot us down, but then ask me a question. Yeah. Hey, by the way, yes. Mark. <laughs> uh, well, we get to talk more Bears, which is a lovely thing here on Six Seventy to score with our next guest joining us right now on the Circa Resort Casino Hotline, uh, Circa Resort Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. She is an all-around star on for NBC. She does a lot of the football daily stuff. I know, Grody, you're over there, too, with that. She hosts, Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to be doing a show a with show, Ruthie. Show? Yeah, on, uh, I think next Tuesday I'm going to be on, on Ruthie's stage. It's her stage. As it should be. And here she there. is joining us right now, Ruthie Polanski. Ruthie, Ruthie, welcome to the show. You guys, hyping me up. I love it. Thank you so much for having me tonight. <laughs> you know what it is? It's to make up for any bad questions we ask. So we figure if we yeah. if we, you know, lift up our our guest, then when we suck in the middle, they they can still like us afterwards. <laughs> that's what that is. Do uh, you know she does the uh, the football after show? That's what I'm saying. I said yeah. the wrong name, but yeah. it's football after show. Yeah, no, I think that's cool cuz First of all, that's a really cool gig. How how excited were you when you got that? Yeah, man, guys, I'm so glad you asked me that question because it was such an honor. I started working at NBC uh, 5 at WMAQ, and I just, you know, kind of came in as a utility person. You know, I really wanted to be in Chicago, and um, I had this opportunity to just kind of come on and see what see where they needed me. And after a couple of weeks, a couple of months, um, you know, they kind of came to me and asked me if I'd be interested in that show. And I... I was I'm blow, I was blown away. I was so excited. I don't take lightly how serious Bears fans are. I've fully grasped that very quickly, and so to have that opportunity and uh, to kind of be, you know, in some ways the quarterback or the distributor to kind of let those guys who are on the show with me, Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, Dave Wanstead, to let those guys do their thing and just kind of 
keep the reins and make sure everyone's well behaved. It's just been so much fun. I've learned so much. You know, I'm sitting there with three pros watching a football game. I've never had that experience before in my life. So I'm learning so much from them uh, during the game. And then after the game to do the show with them has just been an absolute blast and a total honor. That's a pretty cool thing too. Like if they're trying to figure out how do we want to use Ruthie? Um, bears does that sound good to you yeah i'll take bears i will take that that is a really nice way to go isn't it ruthie it worked out so well i'm i'm so grateful it's been such a and football's kind of really been my sport like i just really love football and um i've gotten you know kind of felt like that's really my area of expertise in my comfort zone. I started my first market. I was in Texas covering high school football. And then I went to Rhode Island and I was covering Tom Brady and the Patriots. And I went to two Super Bowls and then I got wow. to cover some college football there. And, um, and then I was in Miami for three seasons, very three fascinating seasons for the Miami Dolphins. When I, my first season there was when they drafted to a, um, and then now I'm here covering, you know, the most historic franchise maybe in all of sports. So it's just been uh, really a whirlwind and a dream come true. And as we sit in this place, Ruthie, it's pretty amazing the ride that have been the Bears on and off the field this year. I mean, the, the place, the, the sky was falling almost understandably yeah. until a little thing called a 40-20 to 20 win yeah. over Washington on Thursday night. And now you have back-to-back games where Justin Fields has looked good passing the football. It's amazing how the vibe has changed at Hallis Hall. Have you felt it like I have? Oh, my gosh. It, it's a different team, it feels like. And, and you know, I think for us it's, it's so much – because we hear the fans so much more directly than I think the team does. So I, and we're consuming all the media. I don't think the team's necessarily doing that as much as we are. So uh, I think for us, it's just doom and gloom when we're, you know, consuming it all. And then we go into the building and we kind of bring that in there with us. And then, things are fine. And today we actually got to ask, you know, Matt Eberflus about the Minnesota Vikings. Like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Like we get to talk about the opponent and talk about football. Like what a treat that is. Um, But it is really unbelievable to see just kind of how the vibe in the city just flips upside down. And you know what is so crazy about that win is they're one in four. There's, there are what seven teams that are one in four or, or, or worse you know, at this point. So it's like all of a sudden they're like, okay, you're like, you're not that bad. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah. an eighth of the league that's, you know, or, uh, I'm sorry, a fourth of the league, you know, that's, that's just not good. So, so I think it's going to be really interesting. And I really do believe that this weekend is uh, one of those must wins. If you want to consider this season, like any sort of progress, just because you already lost one to green Bay you're, the Lions are going to be tough both times you play them. Like, let's go get a win against a division opponent, you know, while you can and while you're hot and riding this momentum. Yeah, they most certainly want to separate themselves from the pack, that, that, that quarter of the league. And if they can do so with a victory, that's something they most certainly want to do. Talking to Ruthie Polinski from NBC Sports Chicago here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody. And Ruthie, I, I like you, I, uh, I had the, the luxury of sitting next to someone and watching the game, former Bear Corey Wooten. And I know me... Mm-hmm. I'm always asking, like, any question that comes to mind that I feel like I know the answer to, but I'd much rather ask the professional. And, and I feel like I've mm-hmm. got some, some really good gems and some really good nuggets. What, what, what's something you feel like maybe or, or like a moment this season or something that maybe somebody said that was a different angle that you noticed, whether it be about Justin Fields or the team itself, some sort of interaction with the guys that, that you picked up on that, that, gave you a diff- that shed a light 
on a different subject in a different way? Oh, man, that's such a good question. And there have been so many moments. You know, it's almost like and, – and the game goes so quick, right, because you're just on to the next play. So we don't always have a ton of time because we really have to be so locked in for every snap. But I think – what's been the most exciting for me is watching them, you know, maybe there's a missed tackle and Lance Briggs, a linebacker misses a tackle. And I have Lance Briggs, you know, standing up next to the TV, showing me what the linebacker should have done and how there was a miscommunication. Like these are just kind of some of the things it's like, I've never been in a film room. You know, I've never gotten to watch tape with like a, an NFL coach or an NFL, you know, player. So just kind of that to me, like the X's and the O's and the details have just been so it's so unbelievable. And I'll say this, I guess kind of hearing the player perspective has been really interesting to me. For example, Matt Eberflus decides to go for it on fourth down instead of kick the field goal and the Bears end up losing to the Denver Broncos. I'm sitting next to three defensive guys, right? Dave Wanstead, Alex Brown, and Lance Briggs. And those guys are saying that as a defensive player is telling me that my coach has no faith in me to go get a stop and, you know, win this game for my team. Wow. So to me, that was, that was a moment where I was like, Oh wow. Like you don't think about that. Cause in my head, I'm thinking he wants to either extend the clock. He wants to score a touchdown. He, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, give his, you know, he just doesn't want to put that pressure on the defense. Whereas the defensive guys take it much more personally, you know, than I think we necessarily realize in that moment. That was a moment for me. I was like, aha, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's such great stuff. I love that kind of stuff that you could just kind of take with you for the rest of your life. Cause that's what, right. that's what it is. Not just because it's like monumental that you, you're working with these guys, but because it's like real information that is unfiltered. This is yeah. how, and, and I'd like to think that they're probably representative of what other players were thinking or do think. Totally. And there are definitely some times where I get these vibes. I'm like, okay, you guys are a little old school, you know, in the way, <laughs> in the way that you think. And, of course. And it's, kind of, it's, it's cool. And, and, you know, Grody, like when we're at Bears, like we're hearing such filtered coach speak and, and player talk. And I'm here to, you know, play my team, play for my team. And this is a team game. But then to hear kind of the unfiltered, like you said, to use your word, to hear that from those guys has just been like, unbelievable you know just a new and exciting experience for me did you notice how uh, excited the flus was like speaking of like for a moment there for maybe like 20 seconds we weren't getting coach speak from Matt Eberflus when he sort of lit up when we were asking him questions about the fact that Justin Jefferson is not going to be playing yeah. and he kind of alluded to them as as the, you know, the rest of the regular ordinary receivers and referring to Justin Jefferson as elite. Yeah. But to your point too earlier, they were actually talking about the game. How much do you think it means that the bears are not going to have to deal with Justin Jefferson? If we are talking about the bears getting wins or must wins, as you said. Yeah. You know, it's a little scary to me, to be honest with you. I think I, you want to say, oh, that's a huge, you know, that's a win for the Bears. But then, you know, you're giving this, you don't ever want to take them lightly because they don't have their star player out there because that opens up room, you know, for errors and mistakes. And I was just looking at the, the score, um, at the box score from the Chiefs game. And they had a really well-balanced air game. You know, Jordan Addison, 64 yards. TJ Hawkinson's a little scary, 51 yards. Like, they they can distribute – Kirk Cousins can distribute the ball really well. And yeah. so that, to me, is a little scary. Um, obviously, of course, the Bears are getting some key defensive players back, especially in the secondary. So that's going to be huge, I think, for them in this game. But um, not having Justin Jefferson, obviously, that's a huge deal. But you also want to – 
not get too excited about that, right? And, and a lot of those guys were saying that today um, because it does open up room, you know, to be a little loose. Sure. We're talking to Ruthie Polinski from NBC Sports Chicago here on 670 The Score, also the host of the Football After Show. Make sure you guys check that out on NBC Sports Chicago. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. Ruthie, when I look at this this team, obviously there's been some growth in the last few weeks on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of people feeling exceptionally well about Justin Fields. But the defense has also kind of been stepping up. And, and I've kind of just said to myself, oh, it's because the offense is playing better, and so therefore the defense is a bit more motivated. Well, what, what have you seen from this defense in terms of their productivity level over the last couple of weeks and, and the direction that they're headed in? Yeah, well, we all are talking about how uh, Matt Eberflus is the blitz machine these days, right? I mean, that's, that's been that's been fun to to watch and see the defense get a little bit more pressure and and be more physical, especially against you know a solid defensive line, or at least they were, you know, coming into the game against the Bears. Uh, Washington was, for that matter. Um, I really actually have enjoyed the way that Matt Eberflus has been calling the defense. Um, Like I said, you know, more pressure on the quarterback, more physical. Um, And the way that those young guys were stepping up in that game, just you're kind of sitting there like, oh, man, like there actually might be a little bit more depth here than than we're realizing in this moment and giving those young guys that opportunity to play, um, you know, in this early in the season. If, you know, God forbid something were to happen later on in the year, you have that kind of to fall back on, which I think is really exciting, um, especially for the growth of, of this really, really young team and, and young secondary. So um, that's really been really exciting for me to watch. And I just, you know, I, I think obviously with young players, you're going to see learning curves. We've seen really, really great moments from Tyreek Stevenson, but we've also seen some, you know, rookie mistakes. Um, that's a guy that I covered in Miami at the university of Miami and got to know really well. And I'm rooting for that kid, man. He's, he's such a good kid and, and just a really, you know, he works so hard and he cares so much. So um, that's been really fun to watch. And, you know, I think we're seeing just them play more, um, complimentary football in general. Like you said, when the offense plays well, it gives the defense a little bit more juice. And, and we saw that in, in the Washington game and, and we saw it relatively consistently for four quarters. So that's really exciting. And it, that's a real thing going back to, you know, talking to the, the guys that I get to do the show with, like that's a real feeling when your offense is able to sustain drives and give you a break. You're so much more willing to go out there and play harder after you've gotten a little bit of rest and rather than just your offense three and out. Oh, well, here we go again. Uh, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's just, that's, that's really been just kind of seeing it all come together in that Washington game, I think was really huge for this team and for their confidence. And, and again, for the defense, especially as well. Yeah. Those guys, Alex Brown and uh, Lance Briggs, said their their fair share of frustrations with Bears offenses <laughs> through the years where they're just getting like they just get a pick six and they're all huffing and puffing and celebrating and then three and out for the offense and they're back out there so right yeah I can see why those guys would would be championing that but we were asking the question earlier Ruthie about Justin Fields and obviously he has looked really good in these two games and all of a sudden mm-hmm. we are zeroing back in on him and the possibilities mm-hmm. that exist. What do you still need to see from Justin Fields before you're like, yep, he's the guy, pay this man, you're going to win because of him? Consistency, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you just want to see this for the next, you know, five games at least, right? You want to see just him put really solid performances back to back to back. And I guess another thing that we haven't really seen from him yet is winning a game in the fourth quarter, like going out there and maybe you're trailing or maybe, you know, you're 
milking the clock or you have a two minute drive to go out there and win the game. Um, and he hasn't really quite done that yet. So those are some of the things, but really to me, the big part is consistency, no mistakes. And then I think also you want to see him run the ball more. I, I, I want to, you know, he's, I want him to do what he's good at. And of course he's gotten so much better at throwing the ball and uh, finding his open guys. And we've seen that, especially in the last few weeks, but but I want to see him do what he's good at and what makes him so dynamic and, and really, really put pressure on the defense and make sure that everyone's reminded that, oh, this is a dual threat quarterback. Um, and so I, I really just am, I would love to see him kind of find more balance between the air and ground game and his own personal game. And then um, and then again, you know, just keep stacking them, keep getting better. Um, and, you know, he's he's very uh I guess short and cold with us, Grody, but Justin's such a good kid and again, yeah. works so hard and he cares so much and wants to be good. Uh, so I'm just rooting for him and I, I am so excited to see his progress in the last two games. Ruthie, I know you've, you know, you said you mentioned that you covered the Dolphins uh, once they drafted Tua. And I'm looking at this Bears team and I'm, I'm really trying to figure out, I mean, obviously the Dolphins, you know, like the shining starlet of the league right now, right? And so yeah. you you got to see them up close. You see the Bears where they're at right now. Like how far away are the Bears from yeah, where Ruthie. the Dolphins are? How far away are they from that? From being the, <laughs> the Bears the are a, the Bears are a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle yes. away from <laughs> I knew it <laughs> from being yes. the Miami Dolphins. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, yeah. No, but it, in all seriousness, and I've been saying this especially at the start of this season when we were all kind of sitting here and questioning the play calling and is Justin, you know, being forced to be a quarterback that he's not really meant to be. And, and I saw Tua really struggle early on in his career. And then they brought in Mike McDaniel, who is this offensive guru, mastermind, whatever you want to call him, you know, all these, you know, hoity toity vomit inducing, you know, (laughs) phrases that everyone wants to call him. And, and he designs of an offense that fits his quarterback skill set. And you're sitting there like, man, that's a good idea. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you've seen Tua flourish and you've seen him rebuild his confidence. And I think, you know, I saw Tua at his rock bottom in his career and bringing in the pieces around him, shoring up the offensive line, getting the two best wide receivers in the NFL and also solidifying a defense that is going to allow you to, you know, that especially early on, you know, they were winning games when Brian Flores was there and maybe Tua wasn't playing as well, but they were winning games because of their defense and their defense was keeping them in games. And so it gave him kind of a little bit of a cushion to make mistakes um, on offense because he, your defense had your back. So it was a combination of a lot of things, but I think, but I think with Mike McDaniel, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and now they have these, you know, running back. They got everything. They got all the skill. Claypool, uh, Chase, Chase Claypool. <laughs> I, you, took, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I beat you to it. Be, that's going to be fascinating. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the model of how to help your quarterback and how to help develop a quarterback. Um, and and the Dolphins have done it. Credit to them because guess what? They didn't. They wanted Sean Payton. Let's let's make sure everyone remembers. They they didn't want. They got uh, docked a first round pick for tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady, but they ended up with Mike McDaniel, and it worked out pretty well for them. Yeah, who would have thunk it, man? He is definitely the guy. And I'll, I'll keep that in mind too. That you don't like synonyms for for genius. I'll keep that in mind throughout <laughs> the. 
I mean, it just it got to the point where I was just kind of, all right, we're here, uh, we get yeah. it, let's play football. You know, the shtick got a little old for me, um, but I'm I'm happy for Mike McDaniel and I'm happy for Tua. They were always really good to me, and um, I hope that you know they have lots and lots of success until they play the Bears. <laughs> well, well, Ruthie, I hope we were equally as as, as kind to you and, and wonderful to you, so that that way you can come back and hang out with us. Yes, this was such a fun. I saw Grody today. He goes, "You want to come on the radio?" I said, "Anything for you, Mark Grody." You wow. are absolutely amazing, and, and on your night off too. So thank wow. you. I, you know what? Just for that, I'm going to come on your TV show on Tuesday. <laughs> okay, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. We'll have a yep. blast. Yep, <laughs> Ruthie, have a great night. Ruthie Polinski from NBC Sports Chicago, also the football after show, and a bunch of other things. I love that she came in as a utility player and earned her spot oh, in the rotation. Bears. Yeah. Bears. Good for you, Ruthie. Love it. Yep. Uh, speaking of bears, more of that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grote. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here on 670 The Score. So it's amazing. Uh, I don't know. It just feels amazing. I'm just uh, all smiles right now. So, I mean, I want to chase another one. Keep smiling like this. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Offensive Player of the Week, DJ Moore right there. First time Bears wide receiver has been the Offensive Player of the Week since 1999. Yes, sir. Do you know who it was? I saw Loho. I'm, I'm just literally regurgitating Loho's tweet. Oh, so you know. Like it was Marcus Robinson? Yeah, Marcus yeah. Robinson. I would not have... Guess that it's there's nothing surprising about it to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, oh yeah, that was that was. I, you're like, yeah, I remember a couple hundred yard games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some hundred yard games. Oh yeah, there. no, I mean, it's, uh, you it's not surprising. No, no, I'm saying it's not surprising that the Bears have not had a wide oh, receiver right, no. become offensive player of the week years? in 24 years. It's just not because we always play the game with the quarterbacks. We're not exactly a an astounding list of wide receivers in Bears franchise and, history. And this is where they come to die, right? That's what they this, say. Yeah, Musun Muhammad was the they one that literally said that. pass. They literally pass after that. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's a, like, they they pretty much. You got to keep an eye on them because you probably will die. You are at high risk. Soldier for Field death. is a hospice. It really, for, yeah, yeah, for, it kind of is for wide receivers. It kind of is. I mean, it has been, or the, or you get a good one, and then they don't want to stay, like Alshon Jeffrey once upon a time ago. Alshon Jeffrey, I did a. I, I once judged the McDonald's All-American Slam Dunk Contest. Really? On ESPN. That's sick. And Alshon Jeffrey was one of the judges along with me. Really? Along with me. I wasn't along with him. It was... Of course, Gabe. And then when they... You know how, like, you know how like on ESPN, they go across the screen, you know, the table, right? And they're like, seven-year NFL veteran and all-pro Alshon Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like... Yeah. And then he's like... 
And it's like, from B96. From B96. <laughs> gay. And this is national. This is Morning national. personality. <laughs> Nobody knows who the hell gay from the B, is. The B-Bash B96. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm watching, like, I'm watching this thing back. And it was Grayson Allen won the dunk contest. Carl Anthony Towns was in it. Wow. Uh, That's a pretty cool experience. It was, it, was, yeah, it was actually really cool. And then, and I remember the funniest part of that story is Grayson Allen, like, I was taking the job seriously. I was judging people, like, how I would actually judge them, not going with fanfare. And Grayson Allen did a dunk, and then my, and I gave him, like, a nine or something like that. And my dad texts me while I'm on TV, on ESPN, and he's like, that was a 10. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next That's dunk hilarious. he does, it was, like, yeah. you know, 50 worthy, and you give him the thing. and then uh-huh. yeah. So Alshon Jeffries, I have, I have Alshon Jeffries' number. We can call him oh, really? right well, now. Well, call him up and ask him why the hell he wanted out of Chicago so badly. He and it couldn't have been here. the weather because he went to Philadelphia. Like, you don't, like, sign a long-term deal with another team yeah. that has suspect weather. I know, it's worse here. I think he had I think he had Jimmy Butler-itis, where it's like he felt unloved, mm. and he just wanted to be loved. Well said. I, I like that. No, I like where you're going with that because it, it was with Brandon Marshall. Yeah. So he wasn't. He, right, Derrick Rose. Call it call it, call Brandon Marshall Derrick Rose. Okay. Call Alshon Jeffrey, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And okay. He wanted, he wanted to shine. Interesting. Finally got a chance to, and then was like, mm, you guys don't you guys don't appreciate so me. So the weather stuff was kind of BS then. It was just, yeah, I want to go someplace else. Went to make, Philly. I'm on my own team. <laughs> yeah. I'm on my own team. And then he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Didn't he have a great game this past weekend too? Didn't is he still in the league? No. Um uh, actually, you know what? I I had that on my brain because Alshon Jeffrey was one of the the Bears wide receivers that probably should have had ah the NFC offensive yes. player of the at, at some at one point didn't he have a game that was like 240 yards or something like that and who Jay, got and it from him that week Jay Cutler that's what we got to figure it out <laughs> is my memory correct didn't Alshon Jeffrey have like some gonna, extraordinary gonna... single game where he like it's inexcusable in my brain right now is to for the bears who for the bears december 1st uh 2013 249 yards look at me no look at alex coon don't steal his shine no i'm saying and guys it was in a loss to the vikings i mean i was right that he had oh yeah but no but nice job by you too alex (laughs) look at at me (laughs) i was like damn we just found it in one second uh 15 12 catches 12 catches 249 yards two tutties how did he not win that week? How did he not win it? That's the question. Great job, by the way, Alex. Really. <laughs> You're right. I didn't do that. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm awesome. God, I got to check myself. <laughs> that was great. That was. All right. um, but oh, yes. Cool. You didn't look at the box score, did you? No, I, I don't have it up. Who's the quarterback that threw him the ball? Oh, man. 2013, as Alex said. So, oh, man. Matt Forte, 120 yards rushing. So was it? Jay? Brandon Marshall. Nope. Jay? Nope. Brandon Marshall, four catches, 45 Oh, minutes. was it um, Josh McCown? Yes. Oh, my God. How about that? Josh McCown, 355 yards on the day. Two tutties, no interceptions. To Al- With we- a QBR of 56. Oh, my God. Because he what? Because he was 23 for 36. That's not, That shouldn't be. That, yeah, that wait a minute. Odd. Maybe the Maybe the, the, the algorithm was a little different. Yeah, like that. yeah, that doesn't make sense. But Josh Sacked McCown, four times. Josh, Josh McCown, twenty-three for thirty-six, three fifty-five, two tutties. I can only imagine what we must have been like during that week. I don't know if there obviously there was an injury to Jay Cutler at that time, right? There must have been. 
if Josh McCown was the quarterback. I wonder if we were saying at that time, hey, Josh might be the guy. Maybe maybe keep him and maybe he got something with him. But who won NFC Player of the Week that week? I know. that's what was 249 yards. Somebody else had a better week on offense. You know what? I bet. You know what? I will bet. I don't know if we're going to be able to find it. It's got to be a quarterback, and it's got to be somebody like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, like Offensive one of those guys. Of the week, yeah, that had yeah. to have like that would have taken the spotlight from. It had to have been right one of those guys. Like I got to be elite, honest, it has to be an elite quarterback. I'm one of those people that like obsesses over things like this. Yeah, so now so, you got to know. I can't even concentrate on whatever you're it's talking okay. about. Talk well, amongst yourselves. All right, here's yeah. a topic. Alex Kuhn, come the progressive here. era was neither progressive nor an era. <laughs> Discuss. Discuss. I love that. Three one two six forty four. All right, let's sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go to uh, let's go to what it says. Let's go to Don in Chicago. Right. Give me Don in I Chicago. Got, I'll take care Chat of Don. Chat with him for a little bit. I, I'm I'm busy here. Damn it. <laughs> here, Grody, give Grody Don. Don, it's you and I, man. Hey. It's Grody and Don. What's what's happening, brother? How you doing, Don? Those are my two favorites on this uh, on the radio. Oh, my Grody and Jeff. Oh yeah, Don, yes. Don, Don, yeah. Yeah, you're one of my favorite yes. callers, man. Yeah, I love I love listening to you guys. Thanks, you know, man. It's, I yeah. love listening to you guys. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, I just want to let you know, guys, that Justin Fields. Let us be patient. Who do you? How do you know Tom Brady is going to be who he, he was? Who he is today. Because when he started, I know when he started, he's not that good. But today, he got six rings on his head. So I just want you guys, let us be patient with Justin Fields. Mm. That's what I call All okay. right. Hey, thanks for let the call. Be- Don, you are the best, man. Thanks for calling. And I will say that if if Justin Fields, if this is who he is, there is a huge, huge victory going on. For all of the be patient people, and I'll be honest, like I'm not one of them, and I I don't suspect that many people listening are either. So thumbs up to anybody who has the ability to be like that. I mean, that's something I was thinking about with all this, because there are there is a camp of people that will stop you every once in a while and say, "He's still 24 years mm, old. True, he's still 24, and he's the the give it time." Nobody wants to give it time, so this is a victory for the patient people. If if Fields is that, do you want to know who was twenty five when he won Player of the Week in Week thirteen of twenty thirteen? That wasn't Marcus Robinson during that. Russell Wilson. Oh, it was Russell Wilson the week? The week that 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 happened. That Alshon got it. Or that Alshon had two hundred forty. Yeah. So it was Russell. So I was again point the finger to me. I was right again. It's an elite quarterback. Is he elite? He was at that time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 22 for 30, 310 yards, three touchdowns. Mm, I got to be honest. That seems pedestrian. No, not with No, see, you're right. With 249 receiving yards, that is immaculate. You know you know what Peyton Manning did that same week? What? 22 for 35, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Wow. And didn't win Offensive Player of the Week. What was going on there? Why the favoritism? Because the guy who he threw it to, Eric Decker, did. Oh. So they probably didn't want to give it to two two wide receivers. Oh. They already gave it to Eric Decker in the AFC. Didn't want to give it to Alshon in the NFC. The two quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's still ridiculous, though. You can't be a wide receiver and get 249 yards and not get some sort of plaque at least. Well, the reason why he, he didn't get it also, he, he wasn't even the best wide receiver that weekend. Oh, really? Alshon Jeffrey was not the best wide receiver that weekend. Josh Gordon, 261 yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> 10 receptions for Cleveland. Remember okay. when Josh Gordon? Remember Flash was really oh, Flash? Yeah. I'm like, well, really doing that? So the wide receivers canceled themselves out. That, yeah. That, that, I could take that in a little bit better now instead and, of getting mad about something. That and, and, and what would you rather have? Alshon Jeffrey with 12 catches, 250, and two tutties, or Adrian Peterson, 35 rushes, 211 yards against the Bears? Jesus. <laughs> a lot of offense. Yeah. A lot of offensive output there. I'll give you some other names because these are impressive. Okay. Nice I saw him on trip down uh, memory lane. Dancing with the Stars the other day. Um, Who, Adrian, Adrian Peterson? Peterson? Yeah. No. And yeah, it was Adrian Peterson. He was on Dancing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong about that? I thought he got like blackballed from everything for hitting his kid. I thought so too. Okay. Like I, I thought maybe I'm wrong. Let's find out if Adrian Peterson was. All right, you can look that one up. Out yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> He's like looking up what? He's like, what? Um, CJ Spiller. 15, oh, yeah. 15 rushes, 149 Bills? yards in a tutty. Yep, for the Bills. Bills. Yeah. Monty Ball had 13 rushes for 117 for Denver, but that's because he had that. And then Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. 20 attempts, 117 in a tutty. That's pretty really solid. Those were all the big offensive guys that week. All in the name of DJ Moore. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, G&G Sports Factory. That's it. Here on 670 Score. Let's go to Scott and Elgin. Bam. Bam, 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 bam. Ooh. Hey. Everybody sports now. Wow. I was here for that. Sometimes we surprise people. Ourselves first. Maybe <laughs> maybe just ourselves. Scott, <laughs> I know you're surprised that we picked up the phone, but I need you to tell yeah. me about Justin Fields and uh, how many games you need to see before you can make I, a declaration on him. I, yeah, I think eight, eight games, but against uh, good teams, good defenses. Uh, if he's elite... He should be able to pick people apart, and I don't think he's done that, has he? No, he's been playing against two of the worst defenses in the league now. But, yeah. but Scott, when you say eight games, you mean eight games total or eight more games? No, I, I want to see eight more games yeah. of uh, go against some people who are you know have some defense that you know does not like he's playing. You know, we got all the time he wants to do what he wants to do. I want to you know see him pick somebody apart, see him uh, see what happens when somebody comes at him. Yeah, especially a top tier defense, and he's going to have that opportunity this weekend. Without question, the Minnesota Vikings are going to send the house at Justin and make him uh, kind of do some. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, can he put it together? Because this is going to be a put-it-together game. You had you had bad defenses where you were able to feel, right? It's like in basketball, like, oh, i got to make a layup just to see the ball go through the net so I can feel that. Then I can get my jump shot working. Same thing with Justin Fields. Against bad defense, he, he was, you know, throwing it to DJ Moore, finding the checkdowns to Cole Komet. But when you play a better team and you lose that half a second, like, can you do the same thing? And this is one of those games, too, where the the mystery at running back is going to hurt you because unless everybody's back and everything is cool because Minnesota is not very good at stopping the run. So that could be, you're right, along with the quick decisions in terms of the passing and the quick routes and things like that, also – running the football has to be something. Now, I don't think Khalil Herbert's going to play. We saw him in the locker room today. and High ankle sprain? Yeah. And it, was he, it, he, he looked cast, good. No, no cat, nothing, nothing, zero, nothing. And he was walking fine, and he may have just gone through treatment, so he may have been feeling no pain. 
at that time. Um, or, you know, it doesn't mean just because I didn't see him limping that he's okay, yeah. but for whatever it's worth, you know, he didn't, but there's, you know, no official word on, on him as of yet. Um, and then Travis Homer is in concussion hamstring. protocol or is he hamstring? Yeah, he's so hamstring, Roshan Johnson concussion. Concussion. Exactly. <laughs> so, and they have Darrington Evans, whom was on, who was on their roster last year, had a 35 yard touchdown against the bears in the preseason this year. So he's back on the roster as well. Bears. Oh, and if I might add, sorry, I was missed the last call too here because Adrian Peterson is part of Dancing with the Stars. So maybe this is really? this is a reclamation project from the branch thing. People do like tears. And yeah. if he if he sheds some tears up during an interview, he could win. Football players do well there. But if he's like, Yeah, you know, this Are happened. There- are there tears involved typically in Dancing with the Stars post game? Yeah, really? Almost. Oh, because they're just so blown away by what the moments. You know, you're working hard yeah. and you know you battle back and you know. Oh, that's true. It could tears, be it's good for TV. It could be a precious moment. Can you cry right now? We can get some ratings right now. Oh yeah. I could Trust probably Justin Fields. Oh my God. Everybody sports now. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. If you guys were listening earlier before the Blackhawks game started, I confidently told you and broke down why Connor Bedard would score a goal. Five shots on goal yesterday, led the team. He he, he lost 11 faceoffs. But if you lead the team in shots on goal and you didn't score and you're, you're coming back the next day, you're 18, you got more energy than everybody else, everybody's legs is a little bit more tired than yours, and you lead the team in shots on goal, you're going to put it up and just off sheer happenstance. If you're telling me you get 10 shots, I'm assuming, since you're the generational talent, you're going to score on 10% of those. So I, I told you guys to lay the bet down at plus 200. Shout out to anybody that did because Connor Bedard just scored the first goal of the game. Look at you being spot on. Spot on. Spot on. And I know I really, as I told you earlier, genuinely thought that your process is great. I'm, a, I'm always a fan of your process. Thank you. Don't get thank me wrong, you. but thank you. Thank you. that was beautiful. You should have seen Gabe, too, as when he realized he won. He's just sort of walking out of the studio, <laughs> kind of just looks over his shoulders, and he goes, hey, bro. Swag. Yeah, he's like, bro, Connor Bedard just scored. Yeah, what did I tell you? Not, not, it ain't a thing. He's like, you're like, I should have. What did you say? You should have done. Oh, because I, yeah. I, he was plus 1,100 or 11 to 1 to score the first goal. And I was just like, mm, that's that's steep. But plus 200, you know, take positive money. But I, I almost laid down the plus yeah. 1,100. You were just so, that was a powerful moment for you, wasn't it? When he scored that goal. You Went know, on guys, the radio to talk about it. And then you staring me down going, Brody, take a look at this. You know, a lot of people think they could just get on the radio and say whatever they want. And they right. could just do it. Yeah. But some people actually get on and say winners. Over a <laughs> over an hour and a half period. I mean, that didn't take long, man. Scored early, too. I mean, you're welcome the, if you did, if you did it. right there. What else you got for us? What else you got? I remember I did, a, I did a show Saturday morning, the day before the Kentucky Derby, and we had on Ryan Horvat, I believe that, oh, that's yeah. who it was. Oh, yeah, Ryan Horvat. Yeah. I, I believe that's who it was. Yeah, on BetQL, yeah. you're saying. Okay. I, I don't think it was, but I'm pretty sure it was. Well, let's just go with that let's for go with the that. sake of the story. And he ends up shooting out a winner. And we're all just like, you know, because he's like done all this research, talked to all these people. This is the guy. Yeah. This this is the one who's going to win, whatever. Very next day, I'm on the air, Monday. This guy's like constantly shooting in texts. And he's like, what is that guy's name that was on Saturday? He won me so much money. I want to follow him. I, I need to follow 
<laughs> because he bet on the yeah. he bet on the winner. I mean, listen, the reality is this: you're in your car driving home, you've been working all day. You don't have time to research. Let us do it. Mm-hmm. That's what like we we literally get paid for that, and not not to follow everything, right? Because that would be schmuckish. But you want to follow the one that then you believe in. Like if you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that sounds like good logic, then you should have followed it. Anyway, kind yeah, of- no, I mean it it connected dots. It wasn't some silly idea. So maybe this is something you do now every night is that you say here's the here's the game i will give I t- I'll, I'll give give me an hour and a half i will make you money i tried that and i was told to do it at the end of the show oh yeah okay it's like <laughs> enough gambling talk and it's right? six o'clock that, maybe like 8 do you ever okay here's a question i love this here here's a great question. question have you ever withheld like been like i i don't want to let loose my a gem yeah. Never. Okay. Okay. I, I am not you. the type of person. Okay. Do you think that people do that because they want to kind of keep their secret sauce to themselves? I hate people that like you. You know, you talk gambling with them, and I'm sure you in the car, you know, have friends like this in your group chats, like. And then they they get they hit a winner, and you're like, sick, sick hit, a hole. Like you didn't share that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I got gotcha. you. Like they want to yeah. show it to you after they won. Yeah. And you're like, I got gotcha. you. Then they want to tell you all about their process, and here's what I thought, dude. Yeah. See, at least you talked about it first, gave everybody the opportunity to jump on it. And I bet there were some people. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, they're playing again tonight? Oh, Bedard again? Oh, he didn't score a lot? Yeah. Generational talent. He's not going to play many games where he doesn't score goals if he's as good as people say he is. Isn't that funny to think about? Like, he's going to score. He's going to score. Yeah, most of the time. That's wild. Let's see if he does. Their game is tied up at one right now. Boston Bruins in a power play. Uh, so we'll see if they can uh, hold strong to that. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Here on 670, the score, we're talking Bears this whole time. You know, with Connor Bedard and and, the, and the such, who do you think right now in Chicago is, like, the best athlete? Justin Fields. Over I DJ believe. Moore? Yeah. like Over Zach Levine? The, the, I like the Levine one. Like Levine and... Over Christopher Morrell? Oh, yeah. Over Christopher Morrell. Yeah, I think that... I think Justin Fields probably still... I love the Fields-Levine. Who's a better athlete, Justin Fields or Zach Levine? That's good. Zach Levine is hitting bombs at Wrigley Field. Bombs. That's true. And he did it at in Seattle, too. At that softball game. Yeah. Bombs. And he, he, ran, the, he ran that route and crushed Isle DeSumo. Did you see that video? He's running routes. I believe they're in they're in Hallis Hall. And they were running routes, oh, okay. like screwing around or whatever. Yeah. And Io was guarding him, and Io tried to press him. He hits him with the bump. Zach, like like looking just like a wide receiver, does that first step backwards instead of right into the cornerback. He does that first step backwards to get the space, and then gets off his hands and jukes uh, Io Desumu. Wow! Creates space and then catches it with one hand. It was okay. really impressive. Okay. Well. Guess what? Justin Fields was a high-level baseball player okay. as well. And um, how do you know he can't hoop? Didn't they go to uh, Didn't they go to the United Center and play some basketball once? Yeah, they did. Did we see Darnell Wright shooting the ball? Remember oh, when yeah. they first got drafted? That's right. That's correct. I do remember that. Yeah, but who's a better athlete? Justin Fields. So you're inclined to say Zach Levine. I, I, I am inclined to say, and you feel free to call in, with your with your uh, take on this or text in three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven, I think like if I were to put a ping pong table in the room, and I were to put Justin Fields and Zach Levine on the table, I would bet Zach Levine. 
Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's let's do this. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. Ping pong. Who wins? This is fun. Ping pong. Justin Fields or, or versus Zach Levine. Or Zach Levine. Yeah, I think I like Zach in a in a because I think you need it. There's a certain. But don't you got to end it? But but Justin Fields might have the spin accuracy, like hitting the ball perfect so that it lands right on the edge of the table. Oh wow! Yeah. Because well, they both rely on yeah, accuracy to a large degree, right? Uh, okay. Push, push, push. You know, you're taking those step back threes. You got to have some uh, a large degree of accuracy, uh, right? Bowling. Justin Fields. I I would argue that actually Levine may have up until the last two weeks better accuracy. <laughs> Fair enough. Bowling. <laughs> okay, bowling. You got to throw the ball, right? So Justin Fields got Fields. the got the advantage there. Yeah. But you take it back. You got to spin it. You know what I mean? Right, right, and you do that with a basketball if you put your own little spin you know, on it. Do, do, do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah, well, I would say I think that, again, that might be Levine because we've seen a lot of – Justin Fields does not have the greatest spiral in the world, so that a little is, wobbly. That right? is true. Am I wrong? No, 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 no you're more, more, you're certainly accurate there. I'm, I'm trying to think of some, like, other sport. Like, okay, I'm at badminton. Kind of, kind of, kind of ping pong. Pickleball. Do you play pickleball? By the way, no, that's not even. I have never considered it. Yet. What about like soccer? Penalty kicks. One, one v one penalty kicks. Who would win in that one? That there you go. It has to be I, something like. I that. like fields in that, just because there is, you know, kicking is involved in football. Like you never know what's going on in those practices. And maybe when they when they're funning out there, they kick field goals. Who knows? That, I wonder if they do that. Because, you know, we don't get to see a lot. There's got to be fun time practice every once in a while. I wonder yeah. if the players ever line up like position players. No, because if they got injured, then that would make asses of everybody. And somebody would <laughs> probably tell. Am I just talking to myself right now? I'm just, like, coming up with this scenario. In no. my, is that even making sense? No, this is the, we're, we're in the <laughs> okay. space together. Okay. I'm reading the text messages. Somebody said, oh, who, yeah. would, who would be better at beer pong? Beer pong. Justin Fields, without question. That's not, No, not. I don't think Justin drunk, drinks. So that's, that's a problem. But don't you got to, like... Throw the ball into Oh, it. that's true. You know what I'm saying? No, no, you're right. You're right. Now, the texture said Fields clears with athleticism. He's outrunning the top 1% of the league. Do you think Justin Fields is faster than Zach Levine? See, I don't know. That That's one thing. Like, you never get – obviously, you can see a guy sprinting up and down a court, but the, you, don't, you don't see them go full speed as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not seeing the sprint speed that you can see from Justin Fields when he breaks off his big – you know, runs like would like if Zach Levine played baseball, would he have fifty stolen bases? Like, is he that fast? Right? Is he like uh, uh, Clay Thompson's brother? Yeah, the, the White Sox Trace. player. Yeah, yeah Trace. Trace Thompson. Right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, does he have that? I always wonder about that with basketball. Like Jordan, when he played baseball, he was stealing bases. Yeah. But would he have had like 40, 50 stolen bases? Was he sprint speed fast? Because you could never just tell with six, Jordan. Six, just long, right? Yeah. So a couple strides. So I don't know. Second. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, that's the discussion on who the best athlete is. Yeah, who could steal second base? <laughs> which which basketball players could steal? Justin second? Fields gonna gonna truck get 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 thrown out any every time because he's gonna truck the second baseman <laughs> instead of sliding in the right, second. Yeah, you're right. So he's a bad slide. All right. Uh, that that's the discussion on who the yeah. most athletic is. Uh, but I think we all agree who the most ferocious. Uh, person and athlete in Chicago, and that is most certainly Tevin Jenkins. And he had an interesting conversation with Mark Grody surrounding his his go to cheat meal. And I'm curious as to what that is. I want you guys to hear it, and then I think we're gonna have a discussion about our own. We'll do that on the other side. All right, Tevin Jenkins meals up next is Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody right here on 670 The Score.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.